0: December 12th, 2019, after like, I don't know, it felt like three fucking months that it was, I've been gone. It's a full week oh since my we talked. God. Yeah, hi, uh, this is Mike, Mike, and Oscar, if you don't remember who we are. I am co-host Mike One, that's co-host also Mike, this is Oscar Race Checkpoint, we're doing a holistic look at all things major nominees today, uh, I am somewhat back to life, as the Pearl Jam song introed. Uh, uh uh hi, Mike.
1: It's Mike Who and Oscar? <laughs> Mike wait, Mike, Mike and Oscar. You've been doing okay. great, yeah. No, that's I, I'm thrilled to have you back. I, it's great to hear your voice being strong again. I was excited when you put that little, you know, video online I'm the other day. A jackass. I yeah. was coming out of Queen and Slim and my heart was just broken. Oh god. We had a snow day with the kids yeah. yesterday. And I out of Queen of Slim, then you just, like I did a thing next to <laughs> my brother and I and uh I was like please. Please have a voice. Please have a voice. Like, if you were, like, from us, <laughs> the deadly... <laughs> I would have freaked out. I would have freaked out. I'm like, oh, here we go yeah. tomorrow. I'm going to have to talk the whole time, but... No, I'm glad
0: you got a voice back. congratulations. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's a big day for me as well. Uh, yeah, the only thing you'll you'll hear, I apologize in advance if you hear some coughing. I am recovering from bronchitis. That was not a marketing ploy on our part for sympathy. I, I got hit with something pretty nasty, but uh, Mike's been keeping up on his end. He's been doing a lot of guest recordings, done a lot of guest spots. The most recent episode, our most recent Oscar sprint profile of Marriage Story, uh, he did with Andrew from the Nomcast. So thank you once again to Andrew for filling in basically uh, for me, and thank you to also Mike for. for for keeping up the end of this and keeping MML going in the downtime, but we're back, we're here. Let's talk about some nominees, Mike. we got a big big episode today for Oscar Race Checkpoint. Yeah, you're going to have some cool stats, but
1: truth be told, I'm going to hold more of the overall stats that I like to do. I yeah. like to canvas the whole thing for the preview and review episodes yeah. of the Globes, Choice and SAG Awards. If you are desperate for those stats, you can go back to our last year's episode on the Globes and the Choice. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah, we put all those big <laughs> stats, right? Those big stats for the last ten years before last year right. into that episode. So if you're craving those, hell, I'll even share the Google document with you if you send me your email. <laughs> if you really need the stats, but Mike's got some cool. This is anecdotes. Just a folder
0: of nudes. I'm
1: gonna work in L.A., New York, Toronto, and a few more award show winners. Some guild knobs into this, but this is not gonna be you know featuring those because we have the sags the globes and the choice to focus on yeah this
0: is going to be more editorial i would think right we're going to take stock of the big picture of how these noms all break down like you said i have a few things that i peppered in but for the most part we're just concentrating on what this all means Mm. in terms of the oscars puzzle picture however you want to define it it means a lot and this
1: episode is going to feel more like a quarterly where we go category by category and it fits it's december that's the 12th month of the year it is the fourth quarter right so truly
0: a sprint now
1: (laughs) It's truly a sprint, so uh, this is an Oscar race checkpoint quarterly or whatever the hell you want to call it, Uh, but let's start with Best Picture. Uh, I'm going to go award show by award show for Best Picture, and then we'll kind of, you know, combine them all together. So Critics' Choice, 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time, Parasite Uncut Gems. Good job. I'm going to do auctioneer voice from time to time here, but all right, so I think the expected nominees were 1917. The Irishman, which won the New York Online. Yep. Joker, I think, was expected from Yeah, us. Joker's going to get
0: a best picture now.
1: Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time, and Parasite, which has been, you know, racking up all of these precursor wins. A lot of from stuff to
0: say about Parasite. L.A.,
1: up. Toronto, seven wins overall. Yeah. Are we worried about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? Yeah, it's not winning any of these critics' awards. It lost L.A. to Parasite,
0: and even the runner-up to the Irishman. So... Are we worried about it winning? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it also, and it's a stat that that Scott Feinberg actually put in his latest article for the Hollywood Reporter, breaking all this stuff down. Once upon a time in Hollywood is the only movie mm. that has been nominated for every guild that has announced nominations major prize. So it's going to get nominated. So it's yeah. yeah, it's 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 feeling like it's going to be one of those. We have to put it there. It's going to finish in the top three. I still yes, I'm biased, but you, you can't say it's not going to win because it's going to be on people's top three. Mm. And if you go by preferential balloting, it's going to be one of those years where the preferential ballot's going to win out. So maybe it sneaks in with a win. Is it in the front? Like, is it in the front runner right now? Absolutely not. You can't say it is because it keeps losing all these other circles. Then again, they are just critics' awards, so who knows? And the front runner, and at least in
1: recent years you know, hasn't always won. Right. I mean, based on Roma winning everything yep. last year and then losing. Exactly Green Book. So let's let's wait till the guilds have their say, I, I I would figure. But a couple other interesting tips from the uh Critic's Choice here is Jojo Rabbit, Ford V. Ferrari, Little Women, they were all on the bubble and they got in. The big surprise,
0: of course, was Uncut Gems. Yeah. So Critic's Choice is historically been the one that's most akin to what if you go on film twitter on any random day mm-hmm. because they are the critics there you're going to get the kind of the sense of what people are, are are getting it's going to be very reflective of what's going on in film twitter and they also have so many more nominees and so many all open sure. slots so it's more of a wider swath of pleasing i remember critics choice was one of the only major ones last year that had tony Collette in it and we were holding out hope until oscars nominations were announced mm-hmm. so is it a surprise uncut gems gets in yeah, sure, in a way, but also there are so many slots, and Uncut Gems is kind of establishing itself as like that 8th or ninth picture right now, just kind of hanging out in all major categories. It's got a puncher's chance, yeah.
1: it definitely does. The Farewell and Bombshell got snubbed at the choice.
0: Surprised about Bombshell, especially considering what happened with the SAGs.
1: And, and The Farewell, I thought that was going to have yeah. more momentum than it does, because the Golden Globes, let's get into best drama now, 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, and The Two Popes.
0: Which showed up a lot. So I'm going to have some things to say about the HFPA (laughs) as we go on here. But yeah, The Two Popes, good job. Nominated, best picture. The Two Popes we're going to probably review soon. My first impression is that it's a good movie. It's a legitimate Oscars contender too, right? It's not a joke that it got here.
1: No, it's a very polished film. It's a cute film. Not acute as in sharp angle. It is a, an adorable film where that, old people are just, literally walked out of the movie with me. It's me and like two old ladies. The angles of their backs are acute. Correct. Two old ladies and me walking out the film. And, in, and she turned to me instead of her friend by accident because I was trying to walk back past her. I was like, I can't get out of here. Fast enough. <laughs> and uh, she turned to me and said, oh, that was adorable. That was a cute movie. I was like, yeah. And then
0: you walked her to your car. <laughs> she gave you a lollipop. Yeah. I did hold the door open for her. Cause... What a nice guy. We go all that to the feeling of the season is all that is. Right. you got inspired. Anyway, Ford v. Ferrari, Little Women,
1: not in the best drama category at the Globes. Richard Jewell, Uncut Gems, Waves, A
0: Hidden Life, Queen and Slim. You know, the hopes are, are dashed for those. Okay, I think it's important to remember the HFPA and the Academy, not a lot of crossover. I think last year we highlighted an article that said there was one person that's a member of both. So these are very separate entities and very separate organizations. And the HFPA is batshit. We've also seen the HFPA
1: get the late breakers wrong consistently in the past. Phantom Thread was not here a couple years ago. Little Women is not here now. So maybe that's not as big of a deal. Ford v. Ferrari was a surprise omission. Ford v. Ferrari.
0: I I agree with that, especially considering what happened in the acting category where Christian Bale does get in. Right. And he's gotten in on a couple other uh, major awards Correct. too, so I co-signed what you said there. Comedy or
1: Musical went to Dolomite, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocket Man. Snubs were Booksmart and the Peanut Butter Falcon, but that, th- that was kind of chalk to
0: me. I figured on. out. Yeah, that I agree. Thought. I agree. And look, I know that I just said there's no crossover between the Academy and the HFPA. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has to win. To be a best picture nominee, consideration. (laughs) It has to win this. It it cannot be upset. And yet, the winners at these Golden Globes for picture, at least
1: recently, haven't fared as well at the Oscars. Right? But, 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 in years past, I mean, if you take the whole swath together, I think we're going to get into that stat down the line here it makes sense for the comedy winner to be a contender, like, the you know, the the, the favorites of the world. Whatever. Well, we're coming
0: off a year. Yeah. Green Book won it last year, and that ended up winning Best Picture. You know, I mean, right. that's it, it does have that. It's also important to note that just by HFPA standards, here's some logic that they're working with. The Farewell was ineligible because they have this rule where 50% or more of the language needs to be in English, even though they're the Hollywood foreign press. Mm-hmm. And also, that doesn't disqualify the actors from being eligible for the acting categories because reasons so there's some hfpa logic for you uh like i said last year green book became only the third comedy or musical best picture globe winner since 1999 about
1: that when i said my inane stat by the way (laughs) so maybe just take that all back and and forget it
0: (laughs) but interesting to know just a a kind of a floater out there if hollywood does go on to have best picture success at the oscars we haven't had back-to-back Comedy or Musical Globe winners that win Best Picture at the Oscars? Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened in back-to-back years since the years of 1963 to 1965, where Tom Jones, My Fair Lady, and The Sound of Music won Comedy or Musical at the Globes and went on to win the Best Picture award at the Oscars. Oh, no. So, that's a bad step. Yeah, they were about, about 40, 50. I don't know what time is. It's hey, Listen, it feels like a billion o'clock to me right now. I haven't slept in days. Right. But it's been a long time since that's happened. Oh, <laughs> I, I do
1: want to give my eulogy for Avengers Endgame yeah, after this week Yeah. because my dream for a, a Endgame for Best Picture nom is just dash. Yeah. It's not even
0: on no. Feinberg's latest forecast. Yeah. It's over. I mean, it's, it, every, it's over everywhere. Screenplay, I was hammering the table. I said, it's not, it's just not. No momentum whatsoever. So sad. Yeah. Did Disney
1: not campaign it? Did people not take it seriously? Everybody put it in its box like I predicted yeah. a couple months ago yeah. with all those people's choice things and best action movie like it showed up. Twice in those honorary genre awards at the Critics' Choice, it didn't show up. Hey, it's all right, big. man.
0: You got Joker. It's the same thing.
1: <laughs> okay, so Best Ensemble Awards. The SAGs picked Bombshell the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and get this, Parasite. Mike, there is a crossover. There is a boost yeah. to be had for the winner of the SAG Awards, having some momentum at the Oscars. It is an indicator. It is a predictor there. Bombshell Irishman, Jojo Hollywood
0: and Parasite get Ensemble. So Bombshell was quite beloved by the SAGs up and down. landed four nominations. Uh, As far as Parasite, Scott Feinberg again saying, it's only the second ever non-English speaking film to land SAG Ensemble nomination. The only other time this has happened is Life is Beautiful, some 20 some odd years ago, which went on itself to get seven Oscar noms and win three, including Best Actor. Uh, This is a big deal. And like you said, there is a large crossover between SAG's voting body and the Academy the voting for the SAG is a little peculiar. They randomly picked 2,500 people out of the whole body of SAG membership to kind of yeah. be the ones that are accountable for the nominees. I didn't know that, and that's a little bizarre, but nonetheless, you're kind of getting a, a decent feel for what's going to happen. There is such a big crossover. Um, I'm very happy about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, as you can imagine. A lot of people are very happy about Parasite. Marriage Story not making it was a little bit of a surprise to me. It's a... F- Five
1: hander. Like, how did it not make that? Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Like, I, look, Bob Shell, the Irishman, makes sense. Once Upon a Time, Parasite makes sense. I, I agree with those. Jojo Rabbit was a legitimate surprise. Yeah. But Jojo Rabbit had a pretty good week. It had a pretty good yeah, week. It did. Critics' Choice, uh, Best Ensemble, Add Knives Out, Little Women, and Marriage Story, subtract Jojo Rabbit. So again, I stick my foot in my mouth. Uh, (laughs) It's the surprise SAG uh, nom. It didn't get Critics' Choice. I I do think Parasite getting both is is an affirmation of our taste because we raved about the the cast, despite the fact that you didn't love the film. We raved about the cast. Knives Out and Marriage Story do not get SAGs. So that kind of dashes Knives Out Best picture
0: Yeah, and I, and I think Knives Out was a you know a hope and a prayer more than anything to be in the, the best picture conversation. Maybe it lands a cursory now. It's not gonna be a major contender. Yeah, right now, the best picture, if you're looking at these as precursors and you're looking at kind of reading the tea leaves, it looks like it's Parasite's a serious contender. 1917 is kind of a serious contender still. The Irishman is a very serious contender. I, I would say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to be in that top four, top three conversation. I yes. think those are the movies right now. You can make the case for Marriage Story. I think Marriage Story got hurt a little bit. If you you look at the, what the SAG did with it, they weren't that high on the ensemble. Maybe it finished sixth and it was just on the outside. But I, I think it's those four movies right now. 1917, Parasite, Hollywood, and The Irishman. I would
1: agree. And I think Marriage Story needed the SAG to come through. You know, to really, you know, catapult. Us. I'm with you. But even like in the nominee nominee last year, Black Panther. You know, with, with the SAG award. And with the nomination, that helped cement its best picture, right? Because it didn't get nominated for the other acting categories, right? It didn't have a contender there. But the fact that the biggest branch in the Academy was recognizing it at the Guild
0: level and at the at the Academy level, you know, you could see that cross. And it, it remained a legitimate best picture threat all the way through. It had like when we did our gambling preview for the Oscars, Black Panther, despite not having any acting uh, categories or any acting nominees, it, it was like the third or fourth best odds. So it was mm-hmm. in the mix the entire. I do want to mention the outstanding performance by a stunt
1: ensemble at the Sags real quick. You had Avengers Endgame, Ford v. Ferrari, the Irishman, Joker, and Once Upon a Time. Mike, how is the Irishman up for stunts here? Well,
0: that guy that was selling the Robert De Niro kicks. Those are the greatest stunts in cinematic history. That's true. The guy (laughs) taking the punches. I mean, he basically had to be like
1: a cross between, what was that, pig slash squirrel slash... Whatever bird. I have no idea what you're talking about. What was that about, thing in am Star amazed. Wars? I cannot wait. Uh, the, the, the pork? Ju- the pork. <laughs> he, he was a pork. He had the human fight capabilities of a pork. <laughs> the shopkeeper <laughs> To have Robert De Niro beat him up. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean,
0: that but see, those are great stunts, right?
1: <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right, I guess. Oh, you're not right. I, I can't get behind that. Like, that's absurd to me. Absolutely effing
0: absurd. The stunts in that movie were terrible. I would like to think this is going to be Avengers in a runaway. In the last couple of years, they've kind of given this award to the one that's been like Mission Impossible. Yeah. They've given it to the rightful winner, I would say. I know that's subjective, but I would like to think it's going to be Avengers. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Ford v. Ferrari's got a shot because sure. of all the car stunts. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot you're right. going on there. but Well, I, I, I'm glad Avengers got in somewhere, but uh, let's move on to best foreign language film slash international film here. Critics' Choice... They picked, uniquely so, Atlantics. The Golden Globes had The Farewell being eligible for it, and they picked that. In both award shows, you had Les Miserables, Pain and Glory, which won LA, but Parasite won Best Film, so... That had a you know that that throws you off. Right, parasite of course, and portrait of a lady on fire. This is something we mentioned a while ago. That's the big winner from these two shows yeah, because without question, Celine Chiama's film now can at least get a hope and a prayer for an Oscar campaign in best screenplay in the actress categories. We have a weaker year. Could one Adele Heinel Could she be a surprise at the end of the day in like supporting actress, which I still think is somewhat open. I mean, there's a couple spots open in those two categories. Parasite getting that SAG nom now screams that it's going to be a runaway? Yeah. I, what's going to finish
0: second is kind of the look at this, right? This is going to be... If if Parasite's the serious best picture contender everyone says it is, and obviously the SAGs think it is, this is kind of a foregone conclusion, which is the same thing we were saying about Roma last year, which kind of sucks because mm-hmm. you have so many quality pictures in this category again, which is a great thing to see. I almost wish there was some way... To differentiate the two. Like, if you're going to be that seriously as a best picture candidate as a foreign language film you, or, or an international picture, you can't be in this category. Right. I know that makes no sense, and it's completely against the, the the whole purpose of this category anyway. So Parasite could at least, if it doesn't win best picture, can win this category and win an Oscar. But th- that's my hope for it. I, I, I wish there was some way to do that. Basically, I just want Portrait of a Lady on Fire to get some kind of shine.
1: If Kang Ho Song and... You know the 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 sag comes through, then maybe Parasite has a chance to do both. But it's already showing itself to be as strong, if not stronger, than Roma was last year. Right by that sag nomination, yeah, absolutely. And, and 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 here, look, it's not working well for these other nominees either because the European Film Awards winners came out and the favorite won 8 of the 14 Best Live Action Narrative Feature Categories at that award wow. show. So, Les Miserables or Portrait of a Lady on Fire, you thought they maybe could get a boost from their own continent?
0: Yeah. Not no. happening.
1: Painting Glories, Banderas won. Bunuel well in the Labyrinth of Turtles won. Animated. Celine Sciamma did win Screenwriter, Forsama won Doc. Les Miserables won, like, Best Discovery. But none of them are going to get a bump from the European Film Awards, and that's, that's
0: sad. Uh, a sad and understandable i would say i mean the favorite was a monster across the seas last year yeah. and the, but just by the the release date thing that it's still recognized here so
1: you I, wonder if it got the bump last
0: year yeah, could the favorite right. have had a better chance could have written out something
1: if the eligibility worked out differently
0: there but and that makes sense i mean that movie is going to be it was a 10 time oscar nominee right None of these other movies that are up against it are going to make 10 nominations at Oscar Sunday. So I think that, again, it's kind of, yes, it's sad, but it's a timing thing, and the favorite's probably the better movie. Probably. I love the favorite. Best
1: Director now, Mike. Uh, Critics' Choice chose Bomback, Bong Joon-ho, who won L.A., Greta Gerwig from Little Women, Sam Mendes, The Safdie Brothers, Scorsese, and Tarantino. The Globes chose Bong Joon-ho, Mendes, Phillips, Phillips, mm-hmm. Todd Phillips mm-hmm. from Joker, yeah. Scorsese, and Tarantino. So the expected crossovers were Tarantino, Bong Joon-ho, Scorsese, and Mendes. So those are a big four right yes. now. The surprise was Todd Phillips at the Globe. You think, huh? No critic's choice for him. The surprise was no Greta Gerwig in the Globe Five. Yeah. Yeah and that people were enraged about. We
0: we asked film Twitter questions and that was what we got the most. I mean, it's a joke. It's a How many times are we going to do this Golden Globes? Again and again no and again. No women. And it's not no women just in the directing. There's no women in the screenplay category for the Globes. There's no women held pictures in the best picture category for the Globes. There's no women held pictures in the best director category for the Globes. What are we doing? It's belligerent at this point. Yeah, it? it's, it's almost intentional. Like, oh, maybe this will get us some headlines. Maybe it'll get us in the news. No news is bad news, right? It's ridiculous. Um, I've said for a while... I think those four and Gerwig are going to make up the Academy Sunday Best Director category. Yep. I think I stand by that. I'm proud and I'm happy to see what the Safties are doing. Maybe they do sneak in. I also don't want to have this turn into this quota-filling thing either, where we have to have one women director. No, this is obviously a systemic issue. We keep harping about that. But it's not like there weren't enough pictures this year to pick from that were helmed by women that they didn't do a good enough job to merit consideration and merit nomination at this level. I, I'm sorry. Uh, look, Lulu Wong was
1: awesome yeah. in, in, in the farewell, and she, she could have got it here. Bong Joon-ho got it here. So, I mean, they they could have went out of their way to, to, to at least they're on the same tier, they're on the same level, I would say. And, you know, Bomback has been that bubble guy. He got Critics' Choice. Uh, he didn't get Globes. Todd Phillips... Like, I don't, That's I don't get that That's inexcusable. And I'm afraid of that nomination here because that could be, like, a populist slap. It's I, it's one of those weird movies. Like, I don't know if it's the populist movie. I don't know if it's the, the young people movie. But Todd Phillips, he doesn't get it at Critics' Choice. If he gets a DGA, Mike, we got to seriously consider him but obviously you're absolutely right the Safties getting critics
0: choice was another surprise and that's good for them i mean it's a moment for them look i don't want to speak disparagingly about todd phillips i think he caught lightning in a bottle with this joker movie and it's going to be a best picture nominee it's done great with their awards and precursors and all this over mariel heller it, really I I, long, I don't like it over rig yeah it's it's inexcusable it, it really is and and you know credit to him he's a Golden Globe nominee for director good job hFPA needs to do better the major studios need to do a lot better and these awards shows in general need to this can't pass you can't get this through the final barrier and present it to the public somebody's got to speak up and say WTF are we doing here every year every year Mike it's it's been
1: every year, and it, and it and it's sad. So let's get the hell out of yeah. this category. Enough with it. Best actress now, uh, Critics' Choice: Aquafina Scar ScarJo Lupita, who also won New York Online, Sersha, Charlize and Renee
0: Zellweger. That's yeah, another case of the Critics' Choice, kind of like last year too. Get everybody who's. Near the category, just get him in, get him nominated, make everyone happy. The Globes drama,
1: uh, Arivo, ScarJo, Sersha, Charlie Zellweger. That's a big category. That's a big category, and that's what we kind of thought right. going in. Comedy or Musical, now some surprises. Anna de Armas from Knives Out, mm-hmm. that's fun. Aquafina from The Farewell, she needed that one. Yeah, I agree. Kate Blanchett, Where We Go, Bernadette, I'm a little surprised. She's always good. All right, fine. Beanie Feldstein from Booksmart. Love that's that. A, that's a nice moment. Love that. Emma Thompson from uh, Late Night. Uh, you know, again, you know, she's strong in that. I think they're searching for nominees
0: here. Yeah, uh, comedy and musical acting categories, sometimes uh, you have weak years. And that's that's. I would say this is a weak year on that side for this category in the Yeah, the
1: Where'd You Go, Bernadette? The film should have disqualified her. Emma Thompson, <laughs> just, you know, it's, it's a good... Performance, don't get me wrong, right. but I don't think it's at this level. The Sags picked Arivo Scarjo from Marriage Story, Lupita from Us, Charlize from Bombshell, and Zellweger from Judy. So the nominees that got nominated at all three big shows Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and
0: Zellweger for Judy. So we were very wrong about Erivo. I mean, quite frankly, that's that's yes. We we read it, we criticized it we gave our report and we were just wholly one thousand percent off the mark i think that movie
1: was so bad that we were i agree we were down on it i but agree she, her performance is really awesome it is very good i just think it's a little repetitive early but at the same time it's awesome throughout like yeah. i'm not like criticizing the performance and you go back and listen to our review of it saoirse lupita and aquafina Seem to be the three that are fighting for the fifth spot. I was upset that Alfrey Woodard did not get in any of the three. Uh, No Florence Pugh or Elizabeth Moss. I think those dreams are dashed. Probably. Aquafina not getting an indie spirit. That's gotta Flories be me. that's
0: egg on the face of the indie spirits at this point, isn't it? I, I mean, unless Beanie Feldstein pulls off a big up, I would say she's probably number two in the category, right? Unless they go by mm-hmm. a legacy thing, give it to Blanchette or something like that. But I would well, think she's on my performance, right? Yeah. And she would be mine as well. So Aquafina has the potential to walk away uh, Golden Globe Sunday with a Gotham Award. A Golden Globe and not even get nominated at the Indie Spirits—that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. That seems to be a fault not of Aquafina's performance, but at the Indie Spirit Board,
1: no? And it hurts her resume. So those three candidates for that fifth spot—if it is that in fact this situation where we have now a big four—they all have holes in the resume. Lupita doesn't get the Golden Globe. We have Sertia not getting SAG. So I don't know what's going to happen. We could have. You know, a surprise nominee in that field somewhere. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, I still expect Lupita to be there Oscar Sunday. I was not expecting her to get HFPA recognition. they um, don't like horror movies. Amongst other things, yeah. Uh I, I was not expecting her to to be uh to be weighed in there. So shouldn't be funny. God damn it. <laughs> so I, I still expect her and, and being at the SAGs is kind of a big deal. I just wanted to say this, too, just a note about the SAGs matching up with Oscars Sunday and Oscars history and far as the Best Actress category goes. There's only been one time in the past ten years has the SAG gone five for five with the Oscars in this category. Interestingly enough, get this, Mike. Mm-hmm. So we're talking mm-hmm. about this big four, four women here who all have Critics' Choice, SAG, and Golden Globe nomination. Right. Seven times in the past ten years we've had actresses land those three nominations and not make the field Oscar Sunday. Oh, wow. So it's almost once per year we get somebody that has all three and doesn't make the field on Oscar Sunday. I thought that was kind of interesting. You're still hearing... I think people are scared to put Scarlett Johansson as a lock yet because she could... She has a tendency to say the wrong thing and ruffle the wrong feathers. I did want to ask you about her candidacy in both Jojo
1: Rabbit and Marriage Story. What is that going to do? Because we're going to talk That's about another her in an interesting
0: point. Yeah.
1: That'll be a teaser for a few minutes. But uh, I, I love that stat. That scares me. We talked about this being a more wide open category than it has been in previous years throughout award sure. season leading up to now. The fact that I want to grasp at the side of the river as I you know get flushed down <laughs> towards the waterfall grasp at the sides of a, a branch or whatever as a movie convention and say there's a big four there's somebody I can rely on is probably a
0: fool's hope I would agree with you it's December 12th and I still haven't seen a better lead actress performance than Lapita Nwango and us I'm almost saying Scarlet Joe I know we're gonna have issues there I, but you're not alone I mean right. she's there's just I, I don't mean that her performance isn't worthy I mean my feelings about the movie aside which i'll get to probably in mmo weekly but there's this hesitation i feel amongst all the pundits that are like let's just make sure she doesn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) piss off anyone else anytime soon first (laughs) i I feel i I could be wrong i could just be a me problem but that's what i feel like is in the zeitgeist right now could be could be let's move on to best
1: actor we have a big three in best actor yeah without question leonardo dicaprio from hollywood Adam Driver from Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix from Joker, they get all three. If you had to rank those right now in terms of just who's the front runner, would you have to say Phoenix, then Driver, then Leo? Yeah, Leo's
0: probably a distant third right now. Yeah,
1: Uh, but at least Leo seems strong to get a nomination. To get in there, right now, right? We were worried. Yep. Okay. So Critics' Choice, they picked De Niro, Banderas, Eddie Murphy. Get in here, Adam. Come on in, everybody. Okay. The Globes they picked Christian Bale yeah. and Jonathan Pryce and, and Antonio Banderas in drama to add to the big two of Driver and Phoenix, and then they add to Leo, they add Eddie Murphy and Taron Egerton from Rocket Man, Daniel Craig from Knives Out, and Roman Griffin Griffin Davis from Jojo Rabbit. I think that would have been Adam Sandler's nomination if Uncut Gems. Yeah, you're probably a hundred percent right. Or musical. Mike. I mean, I, I like Roman Griffin Davis in that film, but. My guess is Adam Sandler's got enough mojo otherwise. But JoJo gets the mojo here. I am hating myself for that. There's a headline. But I had to say it. I had to say it. So we got a big
0: three. We got Bale Banderas and Taryn Egerton getting two out of the three. So what's the bigger headline coming out of this? Is it Adam Sandler gets screwed by uh, by not being in comedy or musical and having Uncut Gems be deemed a drama? Or is it Robert De Niro only making nomination at the Critics' Choice and not the Sags or the Golden Globes? To
1: me, I thought we were going to have a big four in this category. I thought it was going to either be Jonathan Price from The Two Popes before I yeah. saw it, and after I saw it, I don't think he does anything that's just undeniable in there. He's very good. He's very good. He's always good. And he's very good in that film, and I, I love that he's getting nominated. But there's nothing there that says, oh, you have to nominate mm-hmm. him. Whereas Egerton's got some showy moments. He does. Look, Banderas, Egerton, and Bale, you can't argue with them that much. Eddie Murphy, we said, was a movie star performance. I still think Eddie's going to have
0: sway on the Academy. I could see that happening. I could see him beating Leo, and I could see, you know, i, I absolutely. I could see Egerton winning that comedy and musical over Leo as well. Uh, Egerton not making Critics' Choice shocks me. Mm. like shocks me the biggest i I thought the campaign rocket man has been running and i've commented on it a couple times just with all these meet and greets and elton john and sing-along duets with egerton on stage it's for critics they've been doing it for critics but do you think us critics are awkward at the parties
1: and that's why they're like if they're awkward at the party, <laughs> these guys are remember too cool. They're too cool. What if that's happening? I was wallpaper at one of the four. And then I, I stayed home the other three nights because I was I I, I could see myself in that. You situation. Sure, yeah, I,
0: I, maybe that maybe that's true. Everyone's just standing there dumbfounded with their mouth agape, but these two like super duper stars. <laughs> they finish playing and nobody claps, <laughs> whereas the academy, you know, the academy members. So I wonder if those parties are working on. Academy members and press. But that's my point. Like, I thought these parties were being thrown for critics. And they don't make it for the critics. So, nonetheless, I'm very scared about the Egerton potential to upset Leo at the Globes. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very real thing. And I think that campaign has been beautifully run, which is all the more bewildering about what's going on with Critics' Choice with them. But fine. Uh, De Niro not making anything, really, except Critics' Choice. I don't want to say I told you so. Yeah. I told everyone so. He, he's doing the, <laughs> I
1: probably farted acting in that movie for most of the movie. Like, he's got that look on his face. It's the same effing look on his face the whole time. I, I, I just wasn't didn't a fan see it. Yeah, I just didn't see it the whole time. He's got a couple of great scenes, though, at the end. So Sure. Um, Christian Bale, very surprising two out of the three for Bale and that was a surprise SAG nomination for him
0: yeah and the SAGs is where I would concentrate on because the Golden Globes have a history of lighting Bale I mean Mm -hmm. don't forget he won it just last year Mm -hmm. with the portrayal of Vice I can't explain I would not have picked him as like the guy right on the outside of who we thought about as like the maybe fifth guy but he's making a serious case to be there on Oscar Sunday now you can't deny that
1: Robert De Niro also has some beef with the Globes in the past, so that may not be something we can, you know, totally. Like he like the Golden Globes are done with Robert De Niro. They're <laughs> upset with Robert De Niro. They love Scorsese. They're, they they've had some issues. I've been I've been hearing about him, reading about him all week. So that may, you know, I don't think De Niro's dead yet. Is what I'm saying. That's fair. I don't reality. think it can be. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Who might be in trouble right now? And I'm very sad to say this because Paul Walter Hauser, George McKay, those were two noms that yeah. we were hoping. I just think in a year where you have all these 1990s and 2000s movie stars, yeah, and 80s movie stars,
0: tough to break through
1: in their legacy pictures. Mm-hmm. That the 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 third time at the second time, you know, great movie, great performance they're going to be put in the pay right. your dues category. right? Yeah, and that's you're... sad because like, a Taylor Russell should be up there, a Paul Walter Hauser should be up there, a George McKay should be up there.
0: You could almost make the argument too because Richard Jewell was so snubbed by the HFPA too and Golden Globes up and down that the way American centric source material has been treated yeah. by international bodies the last couple of years, Mr. Rogers documentary is the same thing, maybe there's this kind of backlash and this bias towards the more international pictures, that's the embracing of Parasite, the embracing of Portrait of a Lady on Fire, as opposed to these kind of American-centric source materials I don't know if there's anything to that. It's just something kind of I noticed, because Richard Jewell Could has been be. showing up a lot, and it just kind of wasn't anywhere. I think maybe Kathy Bates got something, if I'm remembering from the Globes, but I can't remember even off the top of my head. It's We'd a, a late-breaker,
1: and we've seen those surprise at the Oscar level and not do well at the precursors in the past. We've seen it recently with Phantom Thread. We've, we can go back, and we'll do our research. We'll, we'll give it hope right. at the end of the day <laughs> in an Oscar spread profile or at orc coming up, I think. But the best actor category, to me, Banderas—he's got to be a name really in the mix now after he gets Globe and Choice, and you know he's he's winning New York and L.A. and the European Film Awards. Yeah,
0: Uh, Banderas is in there. And look, Jonathan Price was a lock a week ago. He's not anymore. We went over that. Mm -hmm. It's it's Banderas, Price, De Niro, Egerton, Murphy, Sandler, and now because of the SAGs, you got to say Bale too. Absolutely. Uh, Those. You know, what, seven, eight names are fighting over two spots. What a category. Yeah. What a category. Best actor
1: is the craziest category of the year, both in terms of winning, who's going to win, and in terms of nomination. So,
0: all those names. Mm. And the Joker is going to win. <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably, probably, probably.
0: Supporting actress, Mike, I think
1: we got a big three in supporting actress now. We got would agree. Laura Dern, who won New York for, for Marriage Story. She got all three. You got Jennifer Lopez, who won L.A. She got all three for Hustlers. You got Margot Robbie, who's going to get in now for Bombshell and not Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This week, yeah. This week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she She made all three. In terms of the other nominations, you have Florence Pugh, who got Critics' Choice, along with Shu Zhao for The Farewell. You got Scarlett Johansson, who got Critics' Choice for Jojo Rabbit. In, Go- in the Golden Globes, you got Kathy Bates, who got it for Richard Jewell, and Annette Bening, who got it for The Report. Uh, and then in the SAGs, you got Nicole Kidman, yeah. who adds to those big three, along with Scarlett Johansson from
0: Jojo Rabbit. So ScarJo gets two of the three why was ScarJo not nominated for this in the Golden Globes? If they're going to put JoJo Rabbit... <laughs> you know, like, I, I, that's bewildering to me. I would have thought maybe it's, again, like you said before, the marriage story. They don't want to give her too much shine. They're picking one category over the other, but...
1: I wonder if Amazon pushed something hard and the something they pushed was the report and the Amazon... Because, you know, I mean, campaigns have worked on the Hollywood Foreign Yes, press. they have. So if they pumped... Annette Bening there, that could that could make some sense. I don't see that Annette Bening performance as yeah. being Oscar-worthy or Globe-worthy. I, I love Annette Bening. I was very disappointed by that. It was just really a mimicry, and she was just doing her, you know, Will Ferrell playing Janet Reno voice the whole time. <laughs> oh, God. It was just, uh, uh, <laughs> It's fine, don't get me wrong, but come on! I mean, Scarlett Johansson, I mean, the shtick she's pulling off, along with the emotion and, yeah, that, and different I'm with things you. in the subtext. I mean, Nicole Kidman from the trailers, we're gonna review Bombshell, at some some point, uh, like those, make more sense. in Zhao. I mean, we we gushed over yep. her performance in the farewell. So I I don't want to buy
0: Annette Benning yet. Kathy Bates is a wild card to me. She's been popping up intermittently. Uh, I I, I like that she got nominated at the Globes. I would have thought she maybe got the SAG. The SAG that spot went to Nicole Kidman instead. So maybe Nicole Kidman's the one we take more seriously. The bottom line is like you started this section off with. This is a big three, and it's I think it's probably even a big two. Okay. I, I think it's Dern and J Lo, and that's how it's always been. It's important to remember that there's only been two times since 2009 that the globes winner of this category didn't win the oscar yeah so it's usually for whatever reason people fall in line with the supporting categories especially supporting actress so
1: get out there to europe laura dern <laughs> j give it your best shot now now or never Uh, It's going to it's going to matter. And uh, this is the thesis statement of this entire episode. The Globes matter. All these shows matter to the uh, ecosystem as they they put it on Little Gold Men uh, recent episode. I love that podcast, by the way, Vanity Fair. The ecosystem of this whole award season, it, it all worked works together and links together, and I've been sad to hear some pundits like, Golden Globes don't matter. Well, actually they do. It's like a 75% (laughs) carryover when we do do the stats,
0: right? So, I'm very sad to see no Taylor Russell here. Yeah, it's surprising. Uh, She's been doing very well otherwise, and especially in Critics Circle. I would say you could say the same thing about anyone from Little Women. Florence Pugh only getting nominated for the Critics' Choice is kind of shocking. That was a bummer. Disappointing, yeah. Susan Zhao doesn't get all three that's
1: sad too. Uh, so I, I think the race is wide open and I wonder what Scarlett Johansson's double nominee status is going to do. Mike, think about it. Disney behind Fox Searchlight and Netflix behind Marriage Story. I don't think there's love loss there. So in other words, it would be presumptive to think that they're collaborating on the campaigns for, for this one actress. So, you, of course, you have human nature at the Oscar level saying, you know, I'll vote for her here but not there because I'm voting for her here right. and, and therefore not there the but puzzle, which is yeah. the here and which is the there I mean if people are pumping her for Jojo Rabbit but like you they think the you know marriage story performance is not quite as great you know as some some other great performances that they want to include it may it may affect her best act and she may get snubbed out of both
0: yeah I, that's certainly that's the the risky run when you're like a double nominee like that any year right yeah. I, I, personal preference I would go with Jojo Rabbit but I is she the favorite right now in in the lead actress? No,
1: Renee Zellweger still has to be. You think the favorite, it's still right? Renee Zellweger? She's probably gonna charm the pants off the HFPA. She's probably gonna win there. Are the critics gonna pick her? Now the critics' Choice Awards could have something to say in Best Actress. They could give you that second major contender. We'll see. If they go with Zellweger, then you got a Glen close train All going. Right. Now, is there somewhere else where we can get some late momentum
0: from the SAGs and BAFTA? Yeah. I also wonder if this is going to be like the Laurie metcalf Allison Janney year from a couple of years ago where Metcalf is winning everything, winning everything, and then it comes time and... Allison Janney just is a, a train. Once the big shows start, right. Janney, 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 Janney. Right, oh. so if it's going to be like a JLo Laura Dern thing, everyone's hot on Laura Dern right now, Laura Dern, Laura Dern. If J-Lo can reclaim that momentum and take it all over. Possible. Yeah. Supporting Actor Mike
1: in all three, all three award shows, we have Tom Hanks from Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We have both Al Pacino and Joe Pes- Pesci. Joe Pesci won New York Online. Both of them from The Irishman are in all three. And Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In terms of the differences, we had Willem Dafoe and Anthony Hopkins from The Two Popes and Willem Dafoe from The Lighthouse get Critics' Choice. In terms of the Globes, we had Anthony Hopkins from The Two Popes. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the Sags, we
0: had Jamie Foxx from Just Mercy. What's the biggest surprise, right? sags going just mercy just mercy hasn't really been talked about much at all Mm -hmm. as far as awards caliber goes we have four right spin the wheel for who you want that fifth slot to be but i think those four are pretty much as sure bet as anything else to be there on oscar sunday no this is where
1: i'm wondering if we're going to get a surprise because hanks hasn't done all that great in years past Mm -hmm. the irishman's hot right now will it be hot a month from now when we have the oscar nominations or Th- three and a half weeks from now, right? And and they both get it. Uh, Pacino is more vulnerable than Pesci, I would say. I do think Pitt is is a lock. Knock on wood. Yeah. I'm upset by the snubs here, Mike. And I think the snubs are awesome. Yeah. I think Shia LaBeouf and Honey Boy is awesome. I think Sterling K. Brown and Waves is awesome. And I haven't seen Jamie Fox in. You know, uh, Just Mercy yet, but he's awesome in the trailers. You have the Kang Ho song from Parasite mm-hmm. Wild Card. Could he be the Marina D Tavera of this year? I, I like. There's still wild cards in this in this category.
0: Yeah, history. I don't think is is really uh, gonna gonna shine too bright on you. There's the last ten years. The SAGs have gotten this category exactly right on Oscar Sunday, including five nominees and the winner as many times as there has been a nominee for supporting actor who has gotten all three nominations and missed Oscar Sunday. So only three times in the past 10 years have you had a supporting actor nominee, land, Critics' Choice, Golden Globes, and SAG's nominations, right. and not made the field on Oscar Sunday, much less than the Best Actress stat that I gave you a little bit ago. That's just based on correlation alone. And That's a good stat. Hanks is loved That's in the a stat Academy. stat I should have
1: read. Hanks I should have <laughs> scrolled down and re- read that stat. Again, I'm sticking my foot in my mouth. But... Tom Hanks just hasn't been
0: he, know, has, he hasn't been and the Academy's been kind of knocked down yeah but he is still beloved right? he's still Tom Hanks right still Tom Hanks I don't think any of this matters to be honest with you Mike because Brad Pitt is still in search of Oscar number one And if it was anybody else other than the guy with the stature and the legacy of Brad Pitt looking for his first Oscar, I think we'd have a more wide open conversation about Pesci's revamp or Al Pacino going back and going to one more or Tom Hanks coming through or one of the Shia LaBeouf's having a comeback story. This has got, I think this is already decided. I just watched and loved and
1: bought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Goddamn right, you did. And he's 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 so good (laughs) in it. He's better than I originally remembered him because I wanted to look at the performances more than I did in in previous viewings. And yeah, Brad Pitt is awesome.
0: But we're gonna have an open slot here, at least for Oscar Sunday. At least one, right? Maybe two, but at least one. So. It's Shia, Anthony Hopkins, Jamie Foxx, Sterling K. Brown, Sam Rockwell, maybe from Richard Jewell. There's he all kinds of comes people, in right? Late, doesn't he, Sam Rockwell? <laughs> so who knows? All
1: right, so let's get into the best screenplay now. The Golden Globes, weirdly enough, they only have one category. Yeah. So, but this is telling, I guess, in, in terms of an early indication. I think we did the stats on this, and this these were the weakest stats. This was the weakest crossover last year. Okay. So we have Marriage Story, Parasite, The Two Popes. Hollywood and Irishman. All right, so Critics' Choice. Now you got the two categories Marriage Story, Parasite, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Farewell for Original. That's a big category. Adapted, You Got a Beautiful Day, Little Women, Mm. The Two Popes, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, and The Irishman. All right, so this category just. Confuses me. I think we gotta wait to like the Writers Guild before we can really understand screenplay because people don't read fast in Hollywood. I don't think, or at all. You would think they should (laughs) because they always have to, but they don't. And this guild—I mean, they're they're bogged down with having to write shit. And I'm just thinking about it. uh, This may be a late breaker
0: again this year. People don't read in Hollywood. They don't read scripts. They don't read contracts. They just don't read at anything, and they Mm -hmm. rely on their lawyers and agents as they should. They've gotten to that stature. Uh, Every award circle for this category, for a screenplay category, has at some level included. The big four of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Marriage Story, and The Irishman. Right. So we have to fill in six nominees around those four for the two Oscar categories. So it seems like there's a big three in
1: original screenplay. Hollywood, Parasite, Marriage yeah, Story. I would Marriage say so. Adapted is more wide open with The Irishman.
0: Well, more wide open for nomination because I would think The Irishman's probably got that
1: locked up, no? Uh, well, the, you have The Irishman and then you have what else? You have JoJo. The, JoJo, The Two Popes, Little Women, likely but not assured. Right. and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood from the article. I've read Little Women. I've read Jojo Rabbit. I've read The Irishman under different titles uh, in terms of the books. And I could say it's a great job by them, but I wouldn't be shocked if we had different... You know, ad- adapted screenplay noms. I, I I think that branch is weird. I think us writers are weird. That's all
0: I'm saying. <laughs> it's an understatement of the year. And <laughs> uh, the last two years, there hasn't been a, a lot of correlation between Globe success and any kind of Oscar success here. But prior to the last two years, the Globes were on a streak of seven consecutive years getting both eventual screenplay Oscar winners nominated in the lone Globe screenplay category. Right. So they had that recent track record until most recently, where everything went to hell.
1: Yeah, but they don't always get the winners right. Yeah. I think it was like 50% or something yeah. like that. We did like a 20-year stat on that, but you're right. The nominations, it would make sense if right. they're, they're only nominating five right. and they're nominating ten. Get the top ones in there. Yeah, yeah. Best animated film. Uh, we have in both we have Frozen 2, How to Train Your Dragon 3, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. The Critics' Choice also went with Abominable and I Lost My Body. And the Golden Globes, good for them. I'm finally happy at yeah. something the Golden Globes did because... The Lion King is an animated film, according
0: to the Hollywood Foreign Press. I don't understand why it's not. Period. Right. And if Disney campaigned it as an as all out as an animated feature, wouldn't it be running away with the category? They they know that probably Frozen Two and Toy Story Four are running
1: away with the mm. category, so that's probably why they don't have it here. But. I'm gonna backtrack again because the Golden Globes. How dare you nominate The Lion King? It's a terrible movie. It's a fifty percenter. It didn't work. I lost my body. Was better. Weathering with you. I'm sure is better. All these other movies are probably better than that. You idiots. <laughs> Two sides
0: of a coin there. From also, I'm Mike. happy and I'm mad.
1: The Hollywood <laughs> Foreign Press nominating. Good job,
0: you morons! <laughs> uh, I lost my body. You said it. It's been a big one, big one breaking lately. It's probably making this conversation a legitimate four movie race, even though it doesn't get in uh, on the Globe side. There, I was surprised to see it not get in on the Globe side. But How to Train Your Dragon three, the three Disney movies there. Uh, you know, this is this is a Disney category. There's nothing news. There's no this late is. breaking. There's no Spider Man this year. No. Uh, weathering
1: With You was our only hope, yeah. but it's really, I don't know if it's eligible for these or not, but it it, it didn't get in. And Bunuel and the Labyrinth of Turtles won the European Film Award. Maybe that's going to slide into that fifth spot. I Lost My Body, obviously. He's getting some other nominations, too. We'll see.
0: No respect for the Labyrinth of Turtles. No, no respect. <laughs> Original
1: score, Mike, in both award shows, we had Little Women, this plot. Uh, Joker, Guana Dantier. Marriage Story in 1917, unique to the Globes, we had Motherless Brooklyn, and unique to the Critics' Choice, we had Us and The
0: Irishman. I mean, listen, (laughs) Us has been everywhere for best scores. It's been in the Guild, I think, as well. It's been all over. The Golden Globes not including it for best score. They don't like horror movies, I guess. I just, yeah, amongst other thing. things. It's a joke. I'm trying it's, to help. It's, it. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, this is, a, I, as, as much as I was sure Lupita wasn't going to get nominated by the Golden Globes, I had hope that they would at least not be so blatant to, against this movie. Because if I got five on it, is part of the score, this category is over. Do you think if they got the metaphors of
1: us, they would like it more? <laughs> um, think that's a loaded it. question. <laughs> think about it
0: um it's funny if you've seen it yeah it's a loaded question sure yeah i i think there's a lot of things that could happen for the hfpa to like us more as a matter of fact all right hfpa
1: you should have listened to our episode (laughs) our double episode on us we we cracked the code and if you did you probably would have had us a couple times you saw motherless brooklyn i didn't uh worthy i love the music in motherless brooklyn loved it and I love the music in the Irishman. I just don't see how the score, like, there's not enough score. I don't think movie. either one are memorable. I, I, I don't mean to kind of downplay them. Well, it like that. Motherless great. Brooklyn has that one jazz theme of the Tom York song. Okay, that is so good. And Us has the, you know, the one, you know, moment at the end after it's like a reprisal of the actual pop mm-hmm. song or the, you know, the, the fun song in the beginning. So those don't have a quantity. It's it has to be quality for gotcha. those movies. I would say. It's This is going to be a wild category. I'm, I'm happy to see Little Women getting in here. Joker, we've gushed it. Joker's about. very, very good. Very, very good score. I'll say the same for Marriage Story. I thought it was very, very good. Yeah, I agree. Original song now, Mike. Unique to the Globes, we have Beautiful Ghosts from Cats. Taylor Swift. I can't believe that got in. Taylor Swift song. Cats sighting, folks. <laughs> we have cats getting a good one. You were all voice. over that, too. You said that would get there, and it got there. The Critics' Choice went more eclectic. They went from with Glasgow from Wild Rose, which I'm rooting for come Oscar Sunday. I mm-hmm. think that's a great song. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. That's funny because they fall through the ice. Speechless (laughs) from Aladdin. (laughs) Which is also funny because she's screaming. So both shows, both shows, this should be the title of Rocket Man, is I'm going to love me again. Yes. Because he loves some me in that movie. (laughs) Into the Unknown, Frozen 2. (laughs) Your understanding of the metaphors of that movie, that fits. Spirit from the Lion King, because it only has the spirit of the the original Lion King. Wow, you're doing great. I'm tro- going. What do you tro- got? You got one I'm more troll in this category, and stand up from Harriet. Ah, oh, this is yeah, uh, tough. I can't make a yeah, joke about that tough. Harriet Tubman movie. Make a joke about it. That's go. Tough. No, impossible. I'm not that big of a jerk. <laughs> Nobody should be. Please. So, I don't. Yeah, that was just a, a mishmash. Yeah. Of movies and songs. What do we think of this category? This is a weird and a weak category,
0: isn't it? I think it's weaker than other years, but we are just on the t- the heels of back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back years of Shallow, All the Stars, Remember Me, This Is Me, City of Stars, Till It Happens to You, Glory, Everything Is Awesome. Those have been bangers and amazing original songs, so we're kind of due for a, a downer year. This, to me, reeks of... Uh... Well, if we all vote for Beyonce, maybe we'll get a photo opportunity with Beyonce at the Oscars. Yeah. So I I could see this category breaking that way.
1: But I could see, like, Tom York getting in at the Oscars, <laughs> right? I could see, like, the this Icelandic uh, movie about the glaciers up there. <laughs> I could see a song about those glaciers getting in. I could see uh, basically what I'm saying is they never pick five totally poppy songs, right? That's no, what the no. Golden Globes yeah. picks. Right. Golden Globes are going to pick Beyonce and Elton John and 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 Cynthia Erivo who can you know could can sing, can yeah. sing like the, the no other and and of course the Frozen two. Like I could see two songs getting in from Frozen two, maybe something like that. Or we've we've said it all along, like Toy Story four. Like, the Ballad of the Lonesome Cowboy yeah. fe- the-
0: feels like an Oscar song. But you're you're right overall with what your thesis statement was. This is a weak year. There's no... Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any overtly memorable, oh, my God, remember us singing that in the car on the way home song. We've been spoiled year. lately. Yeah, we We've have. had This Is Me,
1: right. and we had Coco.
0: That mm-hmm. was a huge year.
1: And then we had, uh obviously, this, A Star Is Born last year, running away with it. But yeah. if, you had that star power, but you also had... Songs that we love, too. Right. I don't think I love any of these songs, even though I respect them. Yeah, right, right, sure. All right, so let's wrap up the undercard. We're talking Critics' Choice mostly, but we got some guilds weighing in. Let's start with Cinematography at the Choice Awards. It went to The Lighthouse 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Once Upon a Time, and Joker Mike. It's a lot of movies, <laughs> a lot of good cinematography. I a lot about. of movies very fast. Uh, the <laughs> snubs at the yeah. Critics' Choice, yeah. maybe to, to help you guys. The two popes and Marriage Story. I thought those were snubs. I mean, we we talked about the blocking in Marriage Story. Yes, you, great you, blocking. You guys
0: were very much on the the side of the blocking there in Marriage Story. I agree. I thought Marriage Story. I liked a lot of things about Marriage Story. I don't want to say come off saying like I thought it was a bad movie. I did not. I thought it was a really really good movie. Um, but I don't think I would not over joker and once upon a time in hollywood i don't think i'd hold up the cinematography for it. so joker 1917 1917 is winning what are we talking about Our, roger deacons yeah. is winning I, I would say joker's
1: got an outside chance because it's sure. really good sure but 1917 is probably winning the two popes i was a little surprised didn't get in here at the hollywood uh, at, at, at the critics choice uh parasite I wish there was a place for Parasite and Jojo Rabbit and The Last Black Man in San Francisco and Waves. I think those are all very worthy of mentioning, especially The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I love the cinematography in all four of those, yeah. so too bad. Production design at the Critics' Choice, Joker, 1917, Little Women, Parasite, a Hollywood Irishman. And of course, of course, <laughs> Downton Abbey.
0: Now, Did you see, not to cut you no, off, did fine. you see the number of people... Predicting Downton Abbey landing an ensemble nom for the SAG Awards? No, there were so many experts that were predicting Downton Abbey was going to be a SAG ensemble. Nom. Well, they picked to they picked Crazy Rich Asians as a popular movie last mm-hmm. year, right? And that, they, they apparently there's a history of the SAG loving Downton Abbey on the TV side, right, for their awards. So that's where the logic comes in. But I was shocked. There's been no Maggie Smith in this <laughs> award season,
1: and I'm upset by that, especially because I thought you know she had an outside chance, right with the, uh, would have been a nice story the, the, too Yeah, the wide open category look as a side note Downton Abbey did not get a nomination at the Art Directors Guild and that's a main, major warning sign there neither did Little Women though I'm wondering if that's a deadline issue hmm. I wish there was room for Star Wars and Knives Out here with production design how is Star Wars not
0: nominated for this every time because they don't give fantasy and sci-fi films. Yeah, it's films so credit. disrespectful they don't and care. horror too, like you've been saying. They don't care. Just a kind of a cool nugget here. The Critics' Choice, as far as production design, they've only given out this award since 2009. They've gotten the eventual Oscar win- winner right the past six years in a row, and eight of the ten total they've done this award. Oh wow! So they've got a track record of of success in the production design category. That is interesting. Yeah. And uh, so Little Women freaks me out not
1: getting the guild. But, yeah, so if Once Upon a Time gets it here, or Joker, or 1917,
0: look out. I haven't done research to see how war films stack up production design historically. I've done research in war films with Best Picture. That's why I'm not really that worried about 1917 yeah, this winning. This
1: episode's a roundup. Right. We'll do our deep dives into the you know the inside baseball on the next MMOW or et cetera, et cetera. Editing now, though. <laughs> Critics' Choice, they chose Uncut Gems, which was surprising. Ford v. Ferrari, Parasite. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, 1917. This is probably going to end up going to
0: either the war film or the car film, right? I would think so, but it's just a nice nugget that, again, we have, we're have we talking about the group of four films that we think are best picture uh, candidates right now and realistic yeah. chances to win. So it's nice to see Ford vs. Ferrari and Uncut Gems kind of hanging out with them in this category.
1: I love the editing in The Irishman. I would probably pick that mm-hmm. myself, but I haven't seen 1917 yet. No marriage story, no Two Popes, no Star Wars. There was no Star Wars anywhere. No Endgame. Like, no Endgame.
0: What are we doing? <laughs> That's editing. But Uncut Gems, which yeah. is kind of exciting. Right. Absolutely. I, I, and again, it's nice to see those films kind of hanging out amongst the elite. Especially, I know Critics' Choice editing it not the same cachet as the uh, Academy Awards editing category. It doesn't carry the same kind of uh, reverence and doesn't carry the same kind of correlation. But mm-hmm. it's still... It's a precursor, it is kind of a, a nod to what the best films of the year are. Now, the Ace
1: Eddies, the, the Guild Nom, they just broke. You had Uncut Gems in 1917. They did not get Ace Eddie Guild Noms, so that's a warning sign. And it makes sense that 1917 would not get editing because all the editing is a trick. Because it's just supposed it's to be fair one, point. Sh- it's yeah. one shot. One shot. One so take. maybe they don't think that is really an. But edit. then again, it's, it's only effect. supposed to
0: look like one shot. So wouldn't that be more editing? And it is editing. Yeah, but... I'm, uh, I'm not smart enough, is what I'm telling. I agree. Right now. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I didn't
1: mean to say that. You're
0: dumb. You're. D- I, I. am also not smart. <laughs> is what I
1: meant to say. Costumes, Mike. Uh, of course, Dolomite is my name. We were. We would scream if it didn't get it. That has to win. Ruthie <laughs> Carter, win. baby. The Truth, Ruth, Rocket Man, <laughs> Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Irishman, and that Downton Abbey. There you I'm go. We call it that Downton Abbey from now. That seems chalk. Right? I
0: think those are the one. Can you think of any kind of egregious snub? So here's what happened at the Costume Designers right.
1: Guild. We had those. We had Dolomite, Rocket Man. We had Once Upon a Time, Irishman, and we had Downton Abbey. But we did not have Little Women, and instead we had
0: Jojo Rabbit in the period film. That's an interesting choice. Isn't it? I so mean. we're going to highlight the good job making those people look like Nazis. Isn't that an interesting choice? Yeah, Isn't interesting it choice. so? All right. Wow. Well, good job, people. They picked the Nazis over the 18th century <laughs> Right, presses. right. Over the period piece, which historically does better. Little Women has come up short in a lot of facets that I think are very surprising to both of us. I hope it makes
1: $400 million. So do I. Let's go. Yeah. I, and I just reviewed it with Frakes on Film last no. night, so hopefully... Uh, the, the ninety-four version, version. Yeah, 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 And we just previewed the hell out of the new version, so look look, look for that. God bless you, I can't As think of collab- anything I would rather do less. <laughs> we would have a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun talking about it, because yeah. we're guys' guys, and we're... Yeah, you know, almost. Film, we're just graduated from being film bros like five or <laughs> year, ten years ago. <laughs> right. I, I actually had to look up film bro and what it meant because I didn't know what it meant. Oh, you did I've never been a film bro. You no, know, because they they like certain movies, and I like some film bro movies. It's, it's pejorative, of course. Yeah, of course you do. Because I like The Dark Knight.
0: And, because and Fincher, yeah, and, and MCU. Yeah, yeah, but that
1: doesn't yeah. mean I'm a film, bro, because right. I watch these movies fucking ten times right. each. So <laughs> screw you, you think I'm a film, bro. bro it's Fight Club! <laughs> I'm not a film, bro, bro. Makeup and hairstyling. Bombshell. Dolomite. Irishman. Joker. Judy. Hollywood. Rocketman. No us. No Two Popes. No Downton Abbey. And despite the fact that they're all wearing wigs and we don't think they're wigs.
0: And this is all Critics' Choice. This is the Critics' this is Choice. It's all kind Critics' of like. Choice still. Um going to win. I could die happy. That's my greatest call in the history of this podcast. I think that's true.
1: Uh, I think uh, you called it early.
0: Nailed it. I think uh, I called it the day after the Oscars. Legend. The John Lithgow. Yeah. It's a better yeah. makeup.
1: And hairstyling than, you know, Churchill from Darkest Hour.
0: If you had told me when we started this podcast Mm. that the most invested in any category I would be thus far was a makeup and hairstyling category with John Lithgow. You're you're still a fanboy
1: as an Oscar. (laughs) Don't lose that, Mike. Keep that, you know, that that light shining in your heart. Stay
0: here. (laughs) Stay as long as you can.
1: We're almost done. We got VFX here, 1917, Ad Astra, The Aeronauts. Avengers Endgame, Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, and The Lion King at Critics' Choice. Go ahead, Mike. Get the Irishman (laughs) the fuck out of here. Forget about it. Get it out of there. It's ridiculous. You know it's going to win. It's going to win. Yeah. And it is wrong. <laughs> it is stupid. You're all blind. You all need get to get your eyes checked. I still have 2020 vision. It, we got shiny old people that are supposed to look 35 that look 85. And they don't look a day under 85. Give me a break. I, I don't think anything you said is wrong. And we have Alita Battle Angel. We have Alita Battle Angel, which is literally making a CGI character look real, yeah. and I don't know when it's real or not
0: real, and it's like these realistic looking robots and I I'm can't like, tell if you're being genuine or if you're just trying to place us like in the good gracious of that Alita army that's always on Twitter look, I don't understand that I don't understand what that is I, li- I it's fun
1: it's fun because they you know, they bomb our messages once in a while yes, too. which is kind of fun but look, Alita Battle Angels, those, those are my number one effects on the year so, did you see
0: Gemini Man? I did not. I just saw the trailer. I, okay. I avoided it. Yeah, I, I just ask you that because I'm curious to see how that stacks up. Via, I will. As a v the Irishman. But, I mean, I think Star Wars is
1: gonna have better effects than all of these. I think Terminator had better effects than the than the Irishman. I should say. I think Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Marvel, all better than the Irishman. It's I I've happened. said this for
0: years. I think we both have. Yeah. That, separate this into two categories. Either do best practical effects and best visual, or do like best big budget visual effects. This is where you I think you can get away with the the popular film narrative in these lesser categories. Best lesser theme quotes, park effects, yeah. and right? Best. Because if the yeah. best effects every year is Marvel, and there's no competition, and how they don't win or Star Wars doesn't win every single year doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that's that's where we stand on it. Two more quick stories
1: now, Mike. We have. Big news from the Academy, the sound editing and mixing categories may get put into one. (laughs) You have the exact
0: take, I do. I was reading, that's why I didn't add anything. All right, so Uh, go ahead.
1: On the one hand. This would end our confusion. It would be so great.
0: (laughs) It would be so for us. However,
1: (laughs) underline, capitalize, however, you shouldn't dumb down this category for our dumb asses. You should not. (laughs) If you have 100-person teams behind each side of this award, this double award, then you shouldn't consolidate because, I mean, it's
0: ridiculous. You you should recognize the people that put their heart and soul into each of these sections of sound. All that being said... (laughs) They have given terrible speeches.
1: The, since the last 10 years that I've been following it much more closely, they've been giving it giving terrible speeches year in and year out. even the Mad Max fury Road folks who had some interesting real life costumes. right? Remember <laughs> yes, those I do those are fun. Yes. But you know, nine out of ten of these speeches are probably going to be bad, and I would probably say 95 out of 100 are gonna be bad they should allow young filmmakers to celebrate the talent and just make like 60-second commercials for these people so that these non-performers don't have to perform in front of the whole world on the Oscar stage. I've been saying this
0: forever. Or at least it should be optional, I would say. Make it optional. Don't read off a piece of paper. Yeah. They tried that one year. Remember the scroll where they were trying to thank people? I don't remember if that was the Oscars or something else. But the
1: scroll doesn't work for me. I, I want like the the Oscars to get a little younger. You can have all the kids who made the films. I mean, to, you know, some film school would love this. And you're basically you're making it more of an apprentice system. You could do this for all the non performer awards, from editing to everything, and then these folks if they're nominated for an award, they can have their young filmmaker with them for a week or two shooting this thing and they can help they can basically be the editorial presence yeah. and make sure that they have a tribute film to all Ready the to people go. that helped them get
0: there, you know, their families. It would be beautiful. My uh it's better than my take, which is just have Logan Paul announce all the winners and have <laughs> him give speeches. That'll get the kids going. That would get the kids get, going. Get you bop with your children. So flash forward 10
1: years from now, Logan Paul's hosting the Oscars. Oh, well, well, we will not be covering them.
0: <laughs> Aubrey Plaza is going to host the Independent Spirit Awards. Again, Mike, Great. we're happy about this. I hope she comes back with another intro vignette, which was so good last year. Yeah. Her parodying Suspiria. And again, there are a billion mm-hmm. capable hosts that can be fun and interactive and make the show better. But you gotta lay off them as critics. Like nobody's gonna want to take these jobs if you bring the Oscars critics, the Oscars scrutiny, to a Seth MacFarlane performance or. The only person we should be mad at for hosting the Oscars was Anne Hathaway and James Franco, because that was a disaster. And even Hathaway <laughs> gave it a better shot. James Franco was high. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. That's a big roundup. Those are the breakdowns of all the nominations coming from the Golden Globes, the Critics' Choice, and the Screen Actors Guilds. They are not ending anytime soon. Mm-hmm. We were just talking before we hit record today, every hour one of these days we've gotten something some new piece of news from some guild or some critic circle that yes. we're trying to stay on top of for all you guys. Uh, shout out to Scott Feinberg. Shout out to Next Best Picture for doing all the work they do as always. Awards you know, Circuit. Us, uh, awards circuit Derby. As well, awards yes.
1: Watch. Uh, Eric Weber. You know, yeah. Awards Ace. Absolutely. You know, we've been just uh, literally online all the time these last, this last week.
0: It takes a sick person to do this and we're all very <laughs>
1: ill together,
0: yes. uh, which is nice to know. We've got a lot of stuff lined up for you guys, but until then, we want to hear your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns about, obviously, any uh, anything you have on any of these nominations and anything else we do here in the MMO Empire, uh, we should be back to at least what we think is going to be a normal schedule. Fingers crossed, as long as I don't die again. Uh, that's don't. always in the ether. We never know, but until then, you can leave us those comments, questions, and thoughts. Uh, we are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook, Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram, at mm and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on reddit we are available everywhere you hear podcasts including and especially apple podcasts and if you would be so kind using your iphone or using the apple podcast app that little purple square with the white i got nothing right now Ginger ale, because I've been pounding that stuff. With the white Sticking out oil. of the middle of it, uh, you could tap on that. Type in Mike, Mike, and Oscar into the search. Tap on our logo. You could leave us a five-star review. By doing so, that would truly mean a lot to us. Yes, thank you. If you have Michael, tell the good people what is coming next and what are some words of wisdom to end this episode on.
1: Well, we're gonna do an MMOW. This is a long-awaited MMOW, yeah. so it'll be loaded. You know, it's maybe it's just
0: gonna be Mike talking about what we're watching for the, for an hour and a half. Well, but here's
1: the thing: <laughs> I may like you know, split it up between. You know, orc like make the case, and I, I was thinking about that. Like, I probably should do that. Because can we I got tell you? Movies.
0: I was thinking last night, like, yeah. all right, we have a two week MMOW. I have to keep up with Mike with what I've been watching. What have I been? Wa- I've been watching nothing. <laughs> I, I've been watching like bullshit two minute videos, like nothing of substance. I started rewatching The Office. Like, I've seen The Office eight times. There, <laughs> <laughs> it's all
1: on video. It's all on
0: DOD. You can do
1: it. You could just click. I even heard you were uh, you were down here in your movie watching spot the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You're like I'm down here in my movie watching <laughs> spot, but you didn't watch movies. <coughs> no, I don't know. I'm a I bad d- person. I like... try not to micromanage you. I just I'm not gonna do it. I saw a lot of movies though. You're re- you're correct, and that's what I thought I should do. But you uh, should. you you're doing the good stuff. But I saw the two popes, Honey Boy, Waves, Queen, and Slim. Uh, those four. Yeah, that's what I mentioned before. Oh, my God, our brains broke. We've mentioned too many movies in this episode. This movie is just us listing movies. I have no idea how it's going to play. But we got MMOW. We got Star Wars for sure next week, whether we do it as a a Sprint Profile or a movie event pod. Well, we're going to have that for you because we love Star Wars. We have to do it. We got an Oscar Race Checkpoint episode featuring some of those reviews, featuring the international film shortlist for sure. Yeah. So that's coming out. That's something I
0: watched. I rewatched Episode 8. It's good. It is good. I did too. (laughs) Good. Could end on that note. You well, we cut that out of our next episode then.
1: But now you're going to have nothing. But you got to uh, weigh in on marriage story. So that's something for MMO. Oh, I got something to say. All right, cool. So, words of wisdom, though. I mean, go to the movies, watch these films. Watch these movies, Mike. Is, yeah, these are Throw words. These
0: are words of wisdom. These are words directed towards me. But,
1: uh, to our fans, though, get at us. Yes. You know, what please. movies have you seen? Tell us what you think. What snubs are you maddest about? What are you happiest about at the Oscars? You could take the positive spin uh, at the Oscars precursor season. Here, you know i mean there's a lot of fun to be had at the globes the sags the critics choice and of course all of those critics associations and the guilds so let us know
0: yeah uh fine words good words and smart words i think so mike Uh, we are mike mike and oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuffiness when reality sucks you can come watch these movies and nominations and awards with us guys good to be back we'll see you very soon see you